Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're brought to you by Jackson Food and Wine Festival. March 2nd. Mississippi Museum of Art. National, regional, local chefs. They've got a general admission ticket and a VIP admission ticket. Go get your tickets right now for the March 2nd Jackson Food and Wine Festival at the Mississippi Museum of Art, which is a beautiful place, go to jacksonfoodandwine.com. That's J-X-N, jacksonfoodandwine.com. And Cat Cora will be there. Have you ever heard of Cat Cora, Jason? I have not, actually. Are you serious? Yeah, I haven't heard of Cat Cora. All right, so she's got Cat Cora's Kitchen in Los Angeles. Ooh. We've had her on the show. She's great. Nick Wallace. Um, uh, Budalo from Marquis Caviar in New York and Ashley Shanti, good hot fish from Asheville, North Carolina. These are culinary members. Wow, yeah. And Damar Brown from Chicago, Illinois, among others. Jackson Food and Wine Festival. Savor the flavor and meet the culinary maestros. JacksonFoodandWine.com and that's JXN. It's March 2nd. Go ahead and get your VIP pass. Um, or general admission. It's going to be a great, great weekend. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We want to welcome in Ole Miss insider Jason Kern, Rebel Watch. Jason joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Jason, did you have a good weekend? I did for uh, I did for Friday and Saturday, and then the wheels came off the bus in the second game on Saturday and on Sunday. So, as an Ole Miss fan, yeah, it was a pretty solid weekend. Um, but when you're looking at the bigger picture, a little bit, little bit of head scratchers going on in the Ole Miss community right now in sports. Yeah, I mean, walking and hit batters and errors. Uh, what was your one big takeaway from from the two losses? I I, I think I, it's got to be the errors. Five errors in the second game yesterday, and then you add – in yesterday's game, another two. That's big when you when you think about where this team is at. This team is so brand new. This team is full of transfers. Groff, Leje, Burford, and Udemark are the only guys that are returning. And those guys don't even start every game. So it's, again, this is the first series of the year. And to go to Hawaii and start off with four, it's not the easiest task in the world, but it's just the errors. And then I feel like, in Friday's game, there was a lot of free bases um, with the pitching. And that was, a, that was an issue last year. But one of the biggest things is leaving runners in scoring position. That is one of the like, the biggest things that Ole Miss baseball struggled with since winning the national championship. And in the middle of the second game yesterday, we were at 1.6 for 42. 
with runners in scoring position, which is just – it's a head-scratching stat. And that's, like, one of the biggest things that almost – this offense has just been ne- never been able to get over uh, that hump in the last two games – or the last two seasons, I should say. Yeah. Well, hopefully coming home will be the remedy and uh, get back get back on track. Um, you know, we had Bianco on last week, and he – I mean, he talked about all the new – new faces and, and newcomers and transfers. And, of course, you've also had two brutal injuries on the mound, right? One last year, one this year. So there's there's a lot of adversity and challenges to overcome out of the gate. Is that is that a way to frame it up? Oh, 1,000%. One, 1, and those are two huge lefty arms with Hunter Elliott last year, a dude who was a massive part of that championship team. And now you have Xavier Rivas, who was a kind of another pitcher, just like you think of Doug Nikhazy, you think of Hunter Elliott, just that good lefty arm that can just eat innings in a, in a big weekend game. And to have those two guys down who would definitely be starters in our rotation, it absolutely hurts. So, these new, so there's just guys that need to step up. But, yeah, those I think it, just, it starts and ends with those two guys because those are the guys that really led the pack. Xavier Rivas, Rivas. Last year didn't start off too hot, but he started once he started getting comfortable. He was eating innings, and it was just really good to see what his potential could be for the next following years. And then in fall ball, the injury happens, and it's just no way we're going to have a Hunter Elliott situation once again. And yeah, here we are. He is Jason Kern, Ole Miss insider on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears to uh, football. Um, when when does spring practice start, Jason? Do you know? You know, as, as, as of right now, I don't because um, the semester just started. So, uh, things are getting back into the swing. Uh, it's been it's been a big uh, basketball baseball focus as of recently because SEC play started for basketball and the season just got started with baseball. There's not been too much word, um, but I'm assuming here in the next uh, I guess the next month or so, the meetings will start. Yeah, you know. What what was your reaction when were you surprised Derek Nix left Ole Miss to go to Auburn? I mean, how, I know you followed that story. Did you feel good about it early? You know, how did that play out for you? So that that situation was you you think you think he it was it was all everything you were getting from people around the organization was he's going to stay because there's potential coming up for next season, and then he left. So. Yeah, you think you you think that one thing goes uh, in your situation. Like in this situation, you think that he's bought in for the next couple of years, um, and then he goes to Auburn. I didn't see it coming personally. No one really saw it coming. Um, but it's also one of those things. It's just like, all right, next man up. Like he was a big part of last year's team. When you watch the season, you see videos of him interacting with all the players, and just all the players are loving him. And uh, he was one of the coaches in the spring game last year. So, yeah, he was a big part of this, uh, this program. So it's definitely going to be different this year. But when, when you think about where, like, why that happens, no one I – don't, I don't, there's not many answers, really. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think it's a big loss, and it's like a big – just another, another brain in the football world that we could have on our side. Um, but I, I would say it's not the biggest loss ever, but I didn't really see it coming. Would you have Ole Miss in the top five in the SEC? I was looking at so you got Georgia, Bama, and then you've got this next group of Texas, Ole Miss, 
LSU, in my opinion. Um, oh, I I would I I put almost uh, I put almost top four, top three. I I just this team is number one. It's full of experience. We have there's so many players coming back, and then to be the number one, number two transfer class to come in with those guys. Yeah, you never know if like the Walter Nolans of the world or the Juice Wells of the world are gonna make the big impacts that they can. Um, but yeah, this team this team has so much experience and. Texas is going to be great. They have Quinn Ewers coming back. Um, George has Carson Beck coming back. One of the sleepers I've been I've been uh, hearing about is Missouri. Um, Bama, who knows what DeBoer is going to do with Alabama this year. They could be Alabama and just continue playing like they have been, or they could take a step back. You don't really know with Alabama. But I, I put them at four. I put Georgia, Texas, and, um, and LSU ahead for as of right now. Okay. You, again, you don't with everything you have on your plate earning your degree online seems impossible but at grand canyon university we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day your graduation team led by your own gcu counselor provides you with the personal support you need to succeed achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you find your purpose at grand canyon university visit gcu.edu Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so you've got Ole Miss at four and Bama at five? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we're visiting with Jason Kern, Ole Miss insider, Rebel Watch. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Jason, we got a big one Wednesday night. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. And Ole Miss coming off a win over Missouri, Mississippi State over Arkansas, both close games. Um, the season's a grind, so not every win's going to be pretty and by 10 or 12 points. But as you handicap this game, uh, what are you looking at as the Rebs will travel to Startville and play in the hump on Wednesday night? So this, this, this Ole Miss basketball team is so interesting to me so far. They they start off 13-0, and and then they go 6-6 and since. So it's, it's like they have one of the easiest non-conference schedules and the face conference and this is exactly what a lot of people thought was going to happen um when state came to oxford a couple weeks ago they looked really good and this is like this is such an in-state rivalry and it's fun and they came to play but for us to go on the road and win like that the thing about us right now is we're sitting at a last four in we need to win any game possible and we they barely lost to missouri which was definitely a head scratcher because Missouri is, is the last team in the SEC. They are not having a good season. And to give them, they had a 12-point lead at one point. Um, so that was definitely concerning. But on state side, they they won. They were down two with under two minutes left on their home court against Arkansas, which is another really not good team in the SEC. I don't want to call this a must-win game, 
but if you if you if you want to make March Madness, the committee needs to see that you can win on the road, and this would be a massive spot to have this win on the road. Because Ole Miss has not been they they beat they beat Texas A and M on the road. That was a great win, but they just have not been able to get the big wins. Like they are up nine against Auburn at the half, lost by fourteen. Um, and they, it just you just you just see they look good. They get, they started off great against Kentucky, and then all the wheels came off the bus. It's been a constant theme that they get hot and then they just completely collapse throughout the game. So this is what I want to see Chris, what Chris Beard is made of. Like, this is what Ole Miss fans have been waiting to see. It's like Chris Beard's in his first year. Let's see how he can rally the troops basically and get this team into uh, and get the team into March Madness. And it starts on Wednesday. And it's, the hump is not an easy place to play. Auburn lost there. Tennessee lost there. So I, this this team is an in-state rivalry. It should be a really good one. But I feel like I don't I'm not, again. I don't want to say it's a must-win game, but it's a really important game to win. Yeah, no, it, for both teams who are oh. who are trying to uh, find a path and find their way into to March Madness. I I agree with you, um, and it's really it's it's the three guards morell murray and and flanagan but to me it's it's morell and murray um and then flanagan although he's good is is that how you see it yeah there's there's so many possessions on offense where flanagan will just hold the ball for 20 seconds and then it'll just take some really not great contested shot it's just like he's spinning around and there's a lot of – he makes a lot of those shots. He's a great player, but there's a lot of, like, where's the offensive movement? Like, you're looking at Auburn. They're so perfect offensively. They're passing, and everyone can shoot. This is this, this offense, sometimes it looks like that, and sometimes it's like, why are we just standing here for a whole 20 seconds of our 30-second shot clock? So our offense is definitely confusing to me because Breakfield will have a great night. And then he'll go for three points the next night. Morrell, he's been the most consistent player on this team. Galen Murray's getting a lot less playing time as of recently. And I think it's more of his defensive minutes because he's not the best defensive player. So they're trying to get like an Austin Nunez or a Brandon Murray in the game to just take over that defensive spot. But when you when you when you think about Alan Flanagan, yeah, he is again, he's fantastic. He's just he's I feel like he's on an island sometimes. I feel like he's taking the ball into his own hands and it's like needs to make the play and not really the biggest team guy sometimes. That's what I've started to notice. Yeah. It's gonna be a hell of a battle. Mississippi State's got their issues. DJ Jeffrey's hurt. Tolu only played twenty two minutes on Saturday. Kinda can't get a read there. So um if yeah, this could be this could be interesting for sure. Hubbard's playing well and Matthews is playing well for for Mississippi State. Um, all right. Uh, we got a question on the text line. We're visiting with Jason Kern, Rebel Watch. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Ford F-150 truck. Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Um, this is from an old Miss fan, Jason. Uh, how difficult will it be to replace Quinshawn Judkins' physicality and... Uh, performance especially in the second half of games where his physicality starts to wear down defenses 
I don't think you can replace a running back like Quinshawn Jenkins. He was one of a kind. He was that big back who can get you big yards when you need it. Looking at this here, you have uh, Ulysses Bentley. And Ulysses Bentley is not that power back. He's fast. Ulysses Bentley is so shifty and so fast. So they're going to have to find new ways to get those yards late in game, whether it's a dark QB draw because he's just a bigger guy. But Logan Diggs and Ulysses Bentley are not that big guy, and they're not that big back, and that's who we're going to rely on this year. So when you're talking about replacing Judkins, it's, it, that's, that's an unfortunate not going to happen because he was such a different running back than what Logan Diggs and Bentley are. And, again, Lane is an offensive mastermind. So I, can, I, I think he has a few tricks up his sleeve for what he has planned for this year. Um but I, again, I think I think Bentley's great. I think Bentley's gonna have a fantastic year. So I, I, in the running back department, I think that's not really where my worry is coming up for the season. Where do you have one? Um, I, my, I always worry about our defense. These are just a brand, bunch of brand new guys who have never played with each other, um, and they're all really great players. I just this, this offense was great last year with Dart, and he has his weapons coming back, and he has Juice Walls joining him. That's see when you, when you have players that have been on this offense from last year, Trey Harris, Free Scorn, uh, Dart, Ulysses Bentley's on this uh, offense, also Watkins. That defense is just a bunch of new guys. So that's again, I think they're going to be great, but my worry is like, what? How are these guys actually going to play with one another? No, fair enough. Um, and then with Nolan coming in from from A and M, what a get for for Golding and Kiffin. That was it was crazy, and to just I, and it's it was funny. Like he 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 came out and was like, "And not was is not what they told us. They were they're liars. They don't." So it's funny. It's funny watching A and M get exposed by these guys that leave. He's like, Walter Nolan was like, "Don't ever go there. Don't trust those guys." So I I, again, I don't have any answers on that, but it, it, it makes me think of like what is going on at A and M. But to get a guy like Walter Nolan. It's 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 crazy how what what Lane and Pete Golding really can do both offensively and defensively in the transfer portal. All right, so spring practice is around the corner. Got to get everybody you know meshed together, chemistry right, and so on. And then um, and then the schedule is more than favorable. Um, I mean, six and zero is almost a slam dunk. Is that what you see at home? Well, I just meant the first uh, six games, regardless of where they are, you know, because at Wake Forest and at South Carolina, I don't think really scares all oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the big, the biggest thing with those first games is I don't is Logan Diggs is going to miss the first three to four games with his his uh, injury from last year. So that's going to be good to get him rested before SEC play. But yeah, compared to last year's schedule, we had to go to Bama, to Georgia. And to Auburn, it, it was. This is this is finally a schedule that is, again, like you said, favorable. Um, Middle Tennessee, Furman, those are another few names that we start off with. Um, even an SEC play, we host Oklahoma, host Kentucky. I, I think going to LSU is never ever easy. That's one of the games to worry about. And then Georgia coming to Oxford is another is another game that's going to be just really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, because especially with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, the SEC has just got so much more interesting with 
you got Georgia going to Bama this year, but Georgia also goes to Texas this year. And who knows if they're going to lose there. Georgia also has to play Clemson. Um, it's just I, I, I can't wait. And I know a lot of people aren't too happy about Texas and Oklahoma joining, but I just think it's, I think it's going to be a lot more fun. Oh, heck yeah. It's going to be wild. All right, uh, Jason Kern, Rebel Watch on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Jason, we appreciate it. Have a good week, man. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Ole Miss is going to have to uh, field it better and pitch it better and not hit <laughs> and not hit batters. Just an ugly weekend, man. Uh I hope it, like I said, I hope it's just. Or you jitters. outscored 22 to 5 in your last two games? Nasty. So nasty. That's what, yeah, 9 1 and then 13 4 yesterday. I did not have that on my bingo card. I'd have lost a lot of money. 22 Ooh. to 5? I just can't imagine. And I can see him dropping a game, but I didn't have that. I mean, you've been, you've been in a bus after your team loses and you have to drive back, say, say, an hour. Miserable. They got to come back from Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were talking about the the plane, you know how long the plane ride. When you're winning, you don't care. Oh yeah, it's fine. But when you're not, you're like, what? So yeah, I remember. I mean, our coaches they got mad if we sounded like we were having too much fun on the way back. And you know how Bianco is. So <laughs> I mean, that place probably sounded like a library. Quiet plane. Yeah, real quiet plane. Yeah, like one of those you know six a.m. takeoffs when. Uh, when you're around all these people and you have the one guy that has the window open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always that guy. You're that guy. I'm not that guy. You're you're that guy. Oh, come on. Give me a break here. I'm not that guy. Didn't you get a chili cheese dog? Uh, hold on. A chili chili dog or a chili cheese dog this weekend at Duty Noble? Of course. Did you? Uh, I had to. Did you share it with Coach Polk? I, I did not. Now, if I saw him, I'd, I'd cut half for him. I'd give him half. Okay. You know, just pull pull it off. Give him half of the chili dog. The uh, I did not get a chance to have any of the boiled peanuts though. I I don't know what I was doing. Wow. I had a couple cold beers, had a couple Bud Lights, watching the game. Had great seats. Bud Lights and baseball, man. Exactly. And so then, uh, as we were leaving, I saw people with boiled peanuts, and I realized I fumbled it. You fumbled. I fumbled. I didn't get the boiled peanuts. Now I did try. Basically, the popcorn was good. Good popcorn. Okay. okay. Yeah, and um, I think the chili dog. I saw so many people not going chili. That's what they messed up. Did anybody in your group say anything when you went and got a chili dog? Ooh, uh, Miranda actually said that she made a mistake by not getting chili. Oh, she should have gotten chili on the dog. Okay, so I'm telling you, was this on Saturday? Saturday. Or? Okay. Yeah, this was after the baseball game. So you froze your tail off. Mm-hmm. That is that's impressive. As an Ole Miss alum, uh, you froze your tail off to watch Mississippi State baseball. To go watch the dogs, yeah. yeah. See, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, that hates Mississippi State or anything like that, especially with the amount of close friends and now fiancé and future in-laws and everything. Well, like, they're carrying you. Yeah, well, I mean, you get invited to go to both games. What are you going to do? Say no? You went to... Oh, that's to, right. You went to basketball and baseball. Basketball and baseball, yeah. Okay. I just had, you know, sponsors the whole week. How about Josh Hubbard? Come on. He's ridiculous. And Matthews looks like he sees it going in the basket before it does. You know, Hub gets in foul trouble early, so it cut into some of maybe what you do early on. Um, and Tolu's not playing. 
right. and DJ tried to play for less than three minutes and that, I mean, I, I don't know who thought that was going to work. I watched him before. I thought that's it's not, whatever. Uh, and I'm not a orthopedic surgeon or athletic trainer or physical therapist, obviously. Um, but hub, uh, and it wasn't a great screen, but it was just enough of a bump to give him a little bit of an opening, uh, going left pulls up elevates and just nothing but net beautiful, beautiful shot. Um, and of course, Matthews made a, made a play late too. It was huge. Um, but to lose the lead and get it back, that was big because Arkansas's got dudes. Mm-hmm. I just, their dysfunction level in their locker room, scale of one to 10, is a 15. <laughs> Dude, that's an in, talent wise. And I know they had the guys not playing. But again, Mississippi State had little to nothing from Tolu and nothing from DJ. Um, they have a March Madness roster talent-wise. Mm. Chemistry, dysfunction, disarray, pretty much an all-time high, but Musselman's just furious. Dumpster fire. I wonder if that's true. He's lobbying like, you know what, to get that. I guess a lot of people are trying to get that Louisville job and Ohio State and soon Michigan. Hour number three coming up. Tanner Allen at 930. 